I will war for his presence, knowing that the enemy works against me in this area. I will excel in the spiritual disciplines of prayer and time of the word, for this is where my strength resides. I will win the battle for my own heart by abiding in the presence of God. Hey, welcome to the Grace House podcast today. Brian Phillips here with you with Josh Engel, one of our special guests today. And we're going to be discussing the war on busyness and the battle we all face to get into this place called prayer and the word of God. So Josh, welcome to the podcast today. If you take a moment, introduce yourself. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me. Uh, as you said, I'm Josh and uh, I am on staff with YM Kansas City. I uh, do a lot of evangelism in, uh, in person, but also on TikTok. I have a, a YouTube channel called Nameless Evangelism. I have a lot of training on there and i also am an adjunct at a at a college so but i just want people to encounter jesus and be discipled in how to share the gospel from a place of encounter and intimacy yeah and you're you're all on tiktok you know he says like i'm on tiktok like you've got like a really powerful tiktok account going man you've, you've really done some good work and i would say damage to this thing of like reaching millennials you're very passionate about just reaching people and I've been very impressed with your TikToks and kind of follow your, your strategy. So, you know, Josh is like, I'm on TikTok. You got like a hundred thousand followers, man. I mean, that's like not a small <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess not. And I, I, um, I have over, I've seen over 2000 people give their life to Jesus, uh, through, through the TikTok account I have. So it's been fun. Yeah. That's really awesome. Like back in the day when I would bench 315, you know, that was like 225 was like standard bench. So you're at like a hundred thousand followers. You're like a standard TikTok. You're like, you know, we're all, we're all like, oh my gosh, I just want to be like Josh. No, I'm just messing with <laughs> I love your heart, man. I've known you for uh, a little, almost a year now. And I've just yeah. loved your passion, man, for making disciples. You've, you're such a devoted man after God's heart. And you know, you always you. have this humble approach and this zeal for God's house. And I know it's not, it's, it's very authentic, man. So, um, it's an honor to have you here. Thanks for your time today. We want to kind of yeah. dig into, so in the grace house culture, I opened up today's podcast with reading right from the five-star charge, you know, that I yeah. will war for the presence of God And the concept of war is one of the five-star charges in our, in our culture, mm -hmm. honor, liberty, war, and valor right? Honor, affection, yeah. liberty, war, and valor. So when we say war yeah. in the Grace Ups culture, we're saying that there is, uh, it's worth your energy in, in a lot like warring after the heart mm -hmm. of God. We don't have to war to get to God. Jesus yeah. already fought that battle, but when Amen. we say Amen. we're going to pray tonight or when you wake up and I'm going to get in the word of God, there are things in the word of God that we got to be disciplined in. So when we say war, yeah. we're saying you know, fight the battle to be disciplined. So I wanted to talk today with Josh, because I know Josh is very skilled in this and he trains people in this. Um, let's talk about that war on busyness yeah. and kind of like, what does it really take? I mean, it seems yeah. insane. You know, we're in this culture that's yeah. so busy and we've got screens, you know, we, yeah. and I'm guilty, man. I've got a screen right here. Uh, yeah. I've got a screen right <laughs> here. I've got a screen right here. And I've got another screen in my pocket, right? So yes. <laughs> live in the world of screens, you know? So it's like, um, yeah, let's talk about this, man. How do, how do we as men and young men, how do we actually yeah. put in the time to get with God? What, what are some of the things that you would instruct us in? Yeah. Well, sometimes like growing up, I was told, Hey, you have to wake up really early and connect with Jesus, um, which is a good thing. Uh, I'm not an early morning person. 
So, so for me, it's about setting an appointment, like making a time to connect with Jesus. Um, and actually one of the things that I've done just because of my busyness is I, I, I split my appointment into two times. So I do get up a little earlier than I have to get things going. I got four kids, so you got to get them ready. got to get those things going on. Um, but, but I make an appointment as well in the evening when everyone's asleep to, Mm -hmm. to connect with Jesus before I go to bed as well. Um, and so I kind of block out uh, like 20 to 30 minutes every morning and 20, 30 minutes every evening. And it's just my time with Jesus. And I, I feel like that is like really important. And then there are seasons in my life where I'd have commutes places and I'd be in the car for a while. And I would always make it a point to play worship music. Uh, I'm listening to the Bible. I kind of tune it out. So I would play worship music and I would just try to connect with, with Jesus during that time and make that a, a time to, to really be in his presence. Um, and, and so what I really encourage people to do is to carve out like regular sections in your day. And all the time people tell me, well, I'm Josh, I'm just too busy. got too many things going on. Um, and so one of the things I tell them to do is actually like, like walk through your schedule, like take track of everything you do through the course of one to two weeks, make notes of, I woke up at this time, took this long to get ready, went to work for this many hours and look and see like, how many, how many hours do you spend like on your phone? How many hours do you spend watching TV? You know what I mean? Like, do you binge on Netflix every evening? You know, because I'm like, if you are spending two plus hours on Netflix every day, you can connect with Jesus. Like you could cut some of that out. And so that that's normally what I what I, I tell people to do because if I look at my own schedule, I, every time I do this, when I feel like I'm too busy, I realize, oh my goodness, there's time I'm wasting um, just scrolling on something. And I'm like, okay, I could cut some of that out and be more intentional with Jesus. Just like we're intentional with our with our wives. We want to connect with them. We want, we want to get to know them. And in the same way, if I only spend five minutes a day with Jesus, I'm not really getting to know him. And so I say it's the power of focused life. You, you make that appointment and you don't miss it. Um, and if obviously, you know, things happen and we miss it, but I look at Bible reading, like, like eating food, you miss one meal, you don't miss them all. <laughs> you just right. pick up where you left off and you come right back because it's going to feed you spiritually. Right. So, yeah, and um, I think this culture of busyness, it's really good that you're saying sort of one of the things you're offering is uh, break the busyness by planning, by putting yeah. it on a calendar, by taking inventory of your time. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting because you've got to give yourself permission. Uh, hopefully people are a little further along in this day and age than I was when I was, you know, but back in the day, I became a Christian when I was like 17 and the church, you know, it, 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 there was like this idea you had to read the Bible in a year. And, you know, I tried to do mm-hmm. all that stuff. I've read Genesis so many times, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, then I, <laughs> and then I had to give myself permission to be me, you know, like, like, just like you, I'm not an early morning guy. Um, I yeah. like to stay up to one or two in the morning, uh, pretty much every, every day. I just love to do that. And I, I like yeah. it when it's quiet at night and there's nothing else going on. I like to read, I like to press into God and, and, but I do find myself, I'll be watching a show while I'm mm-hmm. reading a book, you know, I, I will get into those kinds of things, but there's a discipline of like getting up and being focused. And so I want to talk about yeah. some of the things even Josh has mentioned. So I want to define spiritual disciplines and talk through that for a few moments. Um, yeah. So to me, a spiritual discipline, it's much like the gym, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a workout guy, you know, anything that you want to be good at, you've got to put discipline and time towards. And so, Man. but the gym is cool because the gym is where you go to actually cause pain on your body in yeah. small increments so that you can actually um, 
all through it, right? So you're actually getting stronger because of that pain yeah. you're inflicting on your body. And so it's the same thing with, with spiritual disciplines, right? So there, there's a, yeah. the goal of a spiritual discipline is actually to grow in maturity. You want to grow yeah. in spiritual strength and spiritual maturity. Now, the only people that can be spiritual in the earth, you know, biblically is people who have received Jesus and are filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Everybody else Amen. is just natural. We're spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's true. <laughs> yeah. So, so the spiritual people, we want to grow in these disciplines. Now I want to be just mm -hmm. quick here on this list and you can add to it, Josh, or take away from it. But I think you'd yeah. agree that Josh has already mentioned the word of God. And I would put that as like one mm -hmm. number one, that's the number one discipline we got to have is to get our nose yeah. in the Bible, get our hearts in the Bible, understand the word, grow in the word. And sometimes yeah. uh, we can read volumes. And then sometimes I get a lot out of just meditating on a verse and you know we can talk mm -hmm. through some of those dynamics if we want to the second one yeah. is prayer i think prayer is very yeah. powerful praying to the father to to get to yeah. know him and then also interceding for other people and yeah. uh praying the you know and i like to engage prayer through mm -hmm. the word right like read the word yes. pray the word read the word pray yeah. the word and that's a powerful you know one two and then yeah. um the third thing is just to me there's a discipline of like being filled with the holy spirit and I don't mm -hmm. want to get over religious on that, but just being in tune and being filled with zeal for God. And, you know, I almost yeah. kind of, I almost want to say the word obedience, like to yeah. me to obey God is a discipline that I want to have working in my life. You know, I, you know, yeah. so that when I'm under temptation, I've trained myself to uh, have a renewed mind, you know, and a renewed mm -hmm. mind could may, maybe be part of the disciplines, but yes. um, what do you think about that? The word yeah. prayer, you know, yeah. the Holy Spirit, like what, what, how do how do you, let's define a spiritual discipline. And then I want to yeah. talk a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, no, I would agree. I, every day I get in the word, um, I, I'm not, I don't, so this is just for me. I try to read the Bible all the way through in a year. I don't always do it. I don't do it chronologically. I don't like that. I read some of the old Testament and one chapter of the new, at least every day. Um, because like you, if I just stay, I, when I would do the, you know, I'm going to read from Genesis to revelation, I get stuck in Leviticus and never get past it. And so <laughs> I was like, You're like I we're remember, all screwed. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing that, but we're then when die. someone, someone told me like, you know, add, add, you know, at least one chapter in New Testament every day, I was actually able to get through, you know, chap books like Leviticus. And then I began to see Jesus in Leviticus, um, especially when I was reading some of the, the, the New Testament, I start seeing overlap. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is where it's talking about. Um, and, and so, you know, and when I read the Bible, I actually ask questions and I always begin by praying uh, Paul, you know, letter to Ephesus where he says, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation uh, to know him. And so I open this and I say, Holy Spirit, John 14 says, you're the best teacher. Would you give me that spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you and encounter you in this? Um, and so I make it a dialogue uh, with, with, with the Holy Spirit as I read it. I ask questions. I write things down. I, you know, not every day do I get a whole lot of questions. You know, some days I'm like, oh, this makes sense. But, but I, I try to sit and, and wait even when I read something. And I'm like, this should be more profound than I'm thinking right now. And sometimes I'm tired, you know, cause I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, Jesus help me in this moment. I feel like I'm not awake enough to get what you're trying to say. Um, but yeah, I make it a dialogue when it comes to reading the Bible too. Like there's four questions I like to ask, especially in a group setting. Um, I ask like, what does this passage say about God? What does this passage say about man? 
um, what principle or command is there to obey? And then I ask, how do I apply that principle or command to my life? Um, and those are just four questions. Like anytime I'm sitting with a group of, of people, I ask those questions as well, because it's real easy for us to just read a passage and it goes in one ear and out the other. And I'm like, I want to be engaged with the Father and with the Son and the Holy Spirit in the midst of reading the Bible. Um, and so, yeah, so I think that's important. And then prayer, it's a, it's a, it's how we build part of that relationship. Praying scripture, like you said, is so important because it's how we learn the language of God, the language of our Father, and we should model our own prayers after scripture, you know, um, one of my favorite prayers is Jesus help me. <laughs> I don't know what to do today. <laughs> help me. Whoever help calls, me. I'm help reading me Leviticus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. You know, it's like, yeah. what is going on here? They're, they're putting blood over all these things, you know, and then you start right. realizing, Oh, it's washing. It's the cleansing blood. And you start like seeing all these crazy insights, um, in, in into the, the feasts and, and things. And you're like, Oh my goodness, all of this speaks of Jesus. Um, but I didn't start that way. I was really confused when reading it and didn't like it. <laughs> and it all, it all had to do with just God in our own, like the purity of our own hearts, the beauty of intimacy with him. You know, that's that there, there's a lot of that in Leviticus of just like us, yeah. the ability for us to be close to God, even in Leviticus yeah. is hardcore as that book is hard the book is kind of hard <laughs> yeah um, so now, now when you're just saying you're reading your bible two chapters three chapters a day and you're getting time in prayer now are you doing that in your 30 minute slots like in the morning and the evening is that kind of part of your 30 minute slots yeah I, I i do those things and then all throughout the day i try to have a posture of i want to be in, in conversation with god throughout my day when i go into meetings um when i'm doing evangelism when i'm making tiktoks whatever it is I'm, I'm like, Jesus, I, I need your words. And so for me, it's it's um, learning to live John 15, where, where Jesus says that I am the vine and you are the branches. Um, and he talks about remaining in him and remaining in his word. But the, the, the verse that really stuck out to me is John 15, 5, at the very end of it, he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, and and that was one of the, 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 the scriptures I actually hang on to. This realization that like, I actually need to be dependent upon him, even in little tiny things. Um, but then also like setting aside other times or, or just having moments where I can worship. And so I, I, I spend a little time in the morning in worship and then I read a little bit of scripture, um, in, in that constant dialogue. And then I start going throughout my day. And then, um, when I have, if I have any downtime, it's, it's a conversation with, with Jesus about what's going on throughout my day. And some days I don't really have downtime. So I call them like arrow prayers where as I'm walking on my like, word, I'm heading into a meeting. Uh, I need your wisdom for this. Can you speak to me? Right. Uh, you know, and even when I'm talking with other people, uh, but it, I, it took me a long and I just don't get it perfect. So don't, don't, you know, don't get this idea that I do this all throughout my day, this complete conversation with, with God. But I'm, but that is my goal. That that, right. that is the goal okay. I'm going towards of how do I live all of my life in this realization that I really need him even in little things. And how do I have conversation with him? And I think that's what Paul meant by praying continuously. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think too, like even in my life, just like using the gym analogy and like your, your analogy of like getting it on the calendars. Like I plan, I do mm -hmm. the same thing. It's like, Hey, tomorrow I'm going to do this. I'm going to pray this time. I'm going to do this at that time. Um, I do that with the gym. Right. And then, but there might yeah. be days where I get tired or I just, I'm just like, forget the gym. I don't ever want to work out again for like two or three days. Right. Like yeah. I don't want to be there, you know, like, but I always have a plan to fall back into. I, I've, I've mm -hmm. been in it for so long that like, I know eventually my body's going to yeah. cycle around and I'm going to want to go back and I'm going to, 
You know, I might've got tired or overworked myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I find that we got to kind of have that same approach in prayer and in, in, in Bible yeah. study. I don't want to be so, so here's the thing, right? Spiritual disciplines isn't about focusing like the laser beam focus on the discipline itself. Like yeah. I have to be in the word. Like we don't want to get like so focused and religious on yeah. performing, you know, we don't want to turn into like yeah. these little performers. Um, but at the same time, yeah. these the structures there to help me from going off the rails. So there's yes. a balance in all of it. Right. So yeah. you know, the way I like to look at it is that it's not about the, it's not about me praying as much as it about is, is it's about me understanding that prayer is worth it's the worthiness of prayer. It's the value yeah. of prayer, right? It's like, it's not that Brian's yeah. reading the Bible because I don't want to be so self-focused sometimes. You know, it's not just, you know, yeah. I'm getting up and I'm doing such an awesome job and my walk with God, because there can be an arrogance in it, right? Like there can be a yeah. spiritual pride that starts to form. And um, it's not about me focusing on how good I am or how disciplined I am. It's doing yeah. the due diligence of the discipline so that I can be in the beauty of the word because the word of God is valuable. The word of God yeah. is worth my time, you know? So I think we, yeah. there's a shift in the perspective of like the disciplines, you know, I want to mm-hmm. go to war on the busyness of my life to be with God yeah. because it makes me mature. It, it's a rewarding lifestyle, right? And like yeah. you're, you're describing a lifestyle um, in Psalm 69, where it says zeal for your house has consumed me. Yeah. And then my, my thought on that one is like, is there's, there is no other way to live this, this life <laughs> yeah. after Christ. There is no other way. It's not like, you know, if you're yeah. listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, these guys are way too intense. No, we're just normal. I mean, really, yeah. and we're not even hitting normal well in the kingdom. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like, we're just normal. It's like, there's not anything. Yeah. It's the problem is like most of the culture is so lukewarm or mediocre and not to yeah. judge anybody. It's again, it's not about us or the pride that we would have. It's just you should have the same passion, right? Like if you're like, Oh, I can only think about God 20 minutes a day. And then I want to just do all these other things. Or I, I got God, in my God compartment. Mm-hmm. I get to him when I get to him. Uh, yeah. that's, that's creepy. Right. We want to grow yeah. out of that. You know, we want to open God, you know, God needs to be the center of our life. not just a compartment of our life. Yeah, no, it's true. And this is something I'm, I'm continuing to grow in and it's because I've encountered him. And to me, it's not about real. It's not a religious thing. This is not a, I, ha- I, I, you know, have a, a checklist of things I do every day. This is because I, I love him and I know he loves me and I'm doing this as a son, you know? Um, and I think like several years ago, the Lord gave me this picture when I was, when I was really like trying to figure this out. And there, it was just this picture of me climbing on father God's lap and him whispering in my ear. And, and I remember like having this moment, I'm like, why would I want to leave that place? Like, right. <laughs> I ha- I have that ability that can- I can have that connection with him. Why would I want to leave this place? And so I asked the Lord, like, how do I take that into all of life? Um, right. You know, that, that, that ability to actually have the father whisper in our ear. And that's the other thing for me, prayer isn't just about me giving God my list of things I need him to do. Um, it's also about like listening to him. You know, I take time, um, you know, to wait on him. And this is also something with YWAM we do corporately as a culture, like before we make big decisions as teams, we actually like gather and we pray and we ask the Lord, like, what do you think about this? What shift do we need to make? Cause we just don't want man's wisdom. We want your wisdom. Um, and that's something I, I do as a family. Like before we make any big shift, we pray with our kids. Um, before we went to a certain nation, we prayed with our kids and said, Hey, what do you guys think? Like, what is the Lord saying? Like, do we go on mission here? Um, you know, and, and so it's just learning to cultivate that culture uh, and, and learning to realize that God actually has a lot he wants to say to us as well. 
and how do we tap into that? And it's not, it's not a one size fits all. Um, and that's why I talked about like, man, when I would, I had an hour commute for a season of life, I would literally just play worship for that hour. And I would begin by saying, Lord, I want to encounter you in this moment. Like, I don't even know what that looks like, but I'm just going to start worshiping. I don't even know really how to worship. Um, and then I started, and then over time, he started just unlocking things in that, in that hour um, and really speaking to my heart and teaching me that, that this is, that these times aren't wasted and there really can be holy moments. Like you could be in, in a bus with full of people and put, put your headphones on and listen to worship and begin encountering God yeah. in that place. Um, but yeah. then I, but then the evangelist part of me is like, okay, so then I'm encountering him. How do I invite the guy next to me? Like, Lord, what are you saying about that guy? You right. know? Um, and so that's even been a process of even learning that as well um, to incorporate that. But I, I'm, I'm nowhere near got this figured out. And like, like you're saying, like there's sometimes days where I'm like, Oh my goodness, I went like four hours and I don't really think I really talked to God much. I was just focused on all the tasks I had to do. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I should have included you in this. Um, can you help me do this better? Yeah. And I think, you know, now we're getting into, I would say more of like our identities, you know, learning to live from identity um, because the church is notorious for behavior modification. And if you're just trying to change behavior, you're not going to be as you're not going to really master that unless you understand who you are now in Christ, right? Like you have a whole new yeah. identity and, and really a hundred percent of you has to die and come alive in this yeah. new identity, you know, and I like hearing you talk about this because you point out, you know, just in the way you've kind of navigated, like, you know, we do things as a team, we pray, we do things as a family, we pray. So I want to point this out on the podcast. Uh, Josh is highlighting a very powerful biblical point, And uh, I would even call it a discipline in some regard, is, uh, is the plurality of the kingdom of God. So, you know, the Bible says that, you know, you can wage your war in the counsel of wise advisors, you know, with wise counsel, you can wage your war. And what that means is, you know, if, if Josh is supposed to go on mission, he's, he's slowing his heart down, he's stopping the busyness, and he wants to hear from God with the plurality of his family, the plurality of his team, so that when he, then he can get a yes or no, peace or no yeah. peace. That's what we're looking for. And when we get peace and we move forward, now when you move forward into it, Josh, you know that when the warfare comes or the enemy pushes against it or you want to quit in that mission, you can go back. That's why it's a good thing Mm -hmm. to do. It's a discipline. You can go back and go, no, this was sealed. I had peace. So I'm going to stay. And, you know, everybody else might be leaving and running, but I'm going to stay because this is where God wants me to be. And then it's those people really who see um, you're waging war and you see victory. You know, because it's yeah. the Lord who wins the battles. The Lord wins the war. Yeah. But we're supposed to just have this childlike faith and stand in the crazy, impossible places and watch him do these things. And, you know, living a life of yeah. spiritual disciplines leads to this type of lifestyle of of, of great reward. You know, yeah. when, you, when we get into word and when we get into prayer, like I think about Jesus in Luke yeah. 11, right? His disciples mm-hmm. came to him. Think about this, right? His disciples, of all the things they could ask him, they asked him, teach us how to pray. You know, because yeah. the Bible says Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. I mean, Jesus was a man of prayer, right? Yeah. David was a man of prayer. I mean, th- th- these are, you know, Moses is a man of prayer. I mean, think about Abraham's yeah. life, right? Like, you just think about, like, yeah. the, the, you think about, like, the, uh, what is this Bible saying in Hebrews 12? Um, the saints, the grandstand of the saints, right? You just think about, like, the yeah. presence of the saints that we're in, you know, and, 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 and then there's just this, this passion, of uh, in yeah. our lives that gets us there's a great reward that happens yeah. and so these disciples are sitting there of all the things they could ask them to like teach yeah. us how to pray could you imagine that like because they they probably were 
earshot away from the prayer life of Jesus and just the intimacy and the, the mm -hmm. beauty and how he prayed. And I just think about like all the things we could ask Jesus. It's like, ask him to teach you how to pray, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's so awesome, you know, to think about like all the things they could ask, you know, they're asking yeah. him that, that, you know, and man, I need that in my life. I find that in this current day and culture, I need, because yeah. when I have time of prayer, and I think you said it really well earlier, you know, you, uh, you started listening to worship music on your commutes for you because you realize when you're listening to the word, you were kind of tuning it out, you know, yeah. and, and uh, we got to pay attention to that stuff. We don't want to just check things off of a list. We want to yeah. be, so if you spend uh, 20 or 30 minutes on just one or two verses and you're encountering God, cool. Do yeah, it. Do you know that. I mean? like, yeah. Don't feel like you got to like, like I struggle a little bit, right? Like for you, it's mm -hmm. awesome because you can get through two or three chapters and that's, that, mm -hmm. that really helps you feed you. And, and I agree with like reading a chapter or two a day of the Bible or three or however many, but I, but at the yeah. same time, there's times where I'll get in the word and just that little, those three sentences, I can't not yeah. think about 30 or 40 minutes and I'll just yeah. stop. I'm encountering God, you know? And it's like, it, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll read that later today or I'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing is we're taking time to encounter him throughout our day. Um, and we're doing it from the place of getting in the word, praying. Um, and I like to throw worship in there because I think we were created to worship and we need to train ourselves to worship. Like I, like, uh, you know, the Lord was, was speaking to me about this uh, a little while ago because I, I love sports. And so I would go to sports games and I would cheer. And I'm saying like, but you don't, why don't you guys, why don't you get that excited for me? Um, and I was like, oh my goodness, that's so true. Like I will cheer for the, I'm, I'm just going to be real. I'm a Dodgers fan. I grew up in LA area, you know, I'll cheer for the Dodgers, you know, um, I'll cheer for the Lakers, you know, even if I don't always like the players on the team, because that's what I grew up watching. He's like, but you, but what about me? You know, the scriptures say, you know, Paul's like, I want to see men everywhere raise, lifting their hands in worship. Um, and it's an act of, of worship when we lift our hands, you know, and David danced undignified before him. And so sometimes I've been in scenarios where the Lord's like telling me like, you need to do these things because they break something off of us. They break off fear of man. I even consider that almost a discipline because we want to, the only thing we want to fear is the Lord. And so sometimes he's like, no, you need to, I'll be honest. I don't like dancing. And the Lord sometimes like, no, you need to move a little bit. You need to look awkward <laughs> because who, because if you care what people think about you, you have the wrong frame of mind here um, because you know, you need to connect with my heart more than you need to worry about what people think about you. Um, and and the, the passion you have for sports, he's like, you need to have more for me um, because I saved you. I made you brand new. Like I gave you, I gave you a new identity, um, you know, and, and all everything that goes with it. And so this has been, this has been a journey. It's been a process, you know? Um, I mean, I've been, I've, I would say 14 is when I got baptized. I turned 38 this year. So it's been 24 years of, yeah. <laughs> of wrestling yeah. through this stuff. Same thing when I started evangelism, I was 14, you know, so it's been, it's been a, a long, you know, a journey um, of, of learning, of learning encounter and learning that that's where I get in the word. That's where these disciplines, they, they, they come in, they, they are kind of like guide rails. So we don't get out too far out, um, but they can't become religious things that, that bind us, that hold us. Um, but they're like post markers, I think. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. Hey man, um, I think we've given, uh, these guys, these men and, and all different people who are listening. I know we got a lot of moms that listen for their sons and husbands and, you know, they're getting their families connected and, you know, yeah. we've uh, shared some really good, powerful things about what it means to, to 
declare war on the busyness of your own life. And what I really like about the uh, the way we word in the five star charges, I will win the battle for my own heart by abiding in the presence of God. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit before we went live was uh, that concept. And you mentioned in John 15 about abiding and producing. And yeah. there, I feel like that's a balance that we've got to we've got to have kind of every day. We've got to have this balance of abiding in the presence of God. And we've mm-hmm. got to take care of our hearts, you know, like like it says, I'm yeah. going to win that battle for my own heart, you know, because it's so good yeah. for us to be with God. And, you know, yeah. say you're going to pray tomorrow. Say you're going to pray tonight. Say you're going to go abide with the father and watch what happens. Right. Like w- the enemy hates the presence of God, hates us being in the presence of God. So, yeah. you know, we're just saying declare war, be men yes. of war uh, and declare yeah. war on that busyness and say, I'm going to be yeah. with my father. And, you know, ask God, because I love this verse of just zeal for your house has consumed yeah. me, you know, and uh, I mean, I could, it's just the disciples actually quoted that when they were watching Jesus fashion a whip and uh, mm-hmm. crack it down on people in the temple. Like they're like, Oh, that's what zeal for your house. Like. They quoted that. that <laughs> verse, you know? And they're like, Oh, he's consumed with zeal for the house of God. But it's like, you know, but yeah. David actually says something that takes it to the measure. I think that helps us understand it. He puts the deeper current to it. He goes, mm-hmm. the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. Yeah. And when, when zeal for God's house has consumed you, you begin to feel the pain and you begin to feel how the enemy yeah. wars against the, the anointed one, you know, and his followers. Yeah. Well, Josh, it's been awesome having you here today. Um, yeah. I feel like you and I could just get talking and do like a three or four hour podcast and just yeah. slice it up <laughs> or put it all up. <laughs> like we could just talk all day. But, uh, Hey man, I just want to thank you for your time today and you guys check out Josh yeah. Engel on TikTok and uh, YouTube and, and get connected with this guy. I mean, he's a, he's a fire brand, you know, he's a fiery zealous one that you're going to want to have in your life. So, well, uh, Hey, as we always say, as we close out our podcast until next time, live upright.